and living blessed. Amen. Here's what we're doing a little different today because I just want to kind of just talk to you today. Uh, I used to use a reader, but I just want to kind of have a conversation with you today. Do you know that uh, uh, I've been, you have to be careful uh, with this uh, uh, virus, I call it germ, disease, whatever you want to call it. And the reason you want to be careful with it because you can put too much attention in it and forget what you're supposed to be doing over here. Does that make sense? And so uh, it's, it's, we want to talk today about some serious things that happens uh, when we get distracted. Because remember, we're doing the 16 uh, deadly deeds and the, days is, the day is disobedient. And so when we're disobedient, uh, it does, it's not pleasing to God. Well, it's not, when we were kids, it was not pleasing to mom and dad. And we all been kids at one time. And we all been disobedient and the consequences can be very tough. And so when we, we, we look at it, we can take two things. When you first start out in the Bible, reading the Bible in Genesis, you see where uh, uh, Satan used the spirit of disobedience. Satan used the spirit of disobedience, okay? Let's just kind of put this around you with me, all right? Uh, Adam was out checking and talking about the virus <laughs> and, and arguing with his friends <laughs> about whether it works or didn't work, wear a mask, not a mask. He was out doing all those things. You know, all right, can we go with that? Yeah. And while he was out doing that, Satan got in and starts talking to Eve. Are you with me? And by the time he got back, you see, Eve had done, done something that she shouldn't have been done. She was disobedient. And the next thing you know, he became disobedient. You with me? And that caused some problems for humanity. Now, listen to this. That's what happened. Adam was too busy, worried about some, sometimes you can get so busy, caught up, into doing other things that you forget to do your homework. Now I'm talking about homework in your marriage. Homework, you, you with me? All right, and so we, we can use, let's use Noah, okay? Now Noah, uh, when God asked him to do something, he was obedient, right? He was obedient and people laughed at him and you know how that was, but guess what? It saved him and his family. So sometimes being disobedient will not, or not only destroy you, but it can destroy the peop people around you. Yeah. But being obedient, you can save you and your family. And we're gonna talk about this uncomfortable thing that makes all of us uncomfortable, marriage, raising children, and all this kind of thing. Now, there's a lot of people that read the Bible. In the book of uh, uh, James, it tells us, do not just merely be listeners to the word, they do what it says, James 1 and 22. It says, don't, don't just be listeners to the word, but do what it says, all right? So that means be obedient to the word. So also what that means, there are people who know the Bible, read the Bible, but they ain't doing anything it says, right? You know these Bible, you ever meet one of these people that knew everything about the Bible and they want to put it on you? They ain't living nothing, but they want to put it on you. So, I, and it bothers me sometimes when people come to me, they'll come to me for some kind of counseling or something and start quoting scripts. You know, I'm just here because the Bible said, no, 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 no. 
if you'd been living what the Bible says, you wouldn't be here. So don't go telling me what the Bible says. I know what it says. What do you want? No, I'm serious. I mean, you said you done read it, and you're quoting it. You don't need to talk to me. If you know all about that, you don't need to talk to me. Y'all can call me, okay? Just don't get caught up into, you see, uh, uh, yeah. And so, and so we want to make sure that, gentlemen, that we are a Noah type, okay, and not an Adam type. We want to make sure that we are taking care. Nothing is taking us from our family. Okay? We got it? We'll make sure that nothing is taken in our family. We want to be like, you know, uh, Noah. We want to make sure that what we're doing is to save our family and ourselves. Now we can, and that's just not this, that's about anything that comes in. So we have to stay focused on what God would have us to do. All right? We have to stay focused on what the Bible says. Not just what we hear, but we, we're going to hear it and then be obedient to it. Now, most of, only the people say amen to me that knows what this next statement. I never got in trouble doing what I was supposed to do. Every time I got in trouble in my life from here on up, I was being disobedient. And now I'm kind of old, okay? My mother and them used to say, all right, boy, you know, a hard head makes a soft behind. That's when you could, you know, you could raise your children before they had all the rules. You know, we, you could spank your children, you know. You, you know, you, you didn't go to a corner. A, so, yeah, you had to be obedient. You know, they would tell us once not to do something. Okay, once, you see. Yeah, then uh, we raised our children twice. Now it's a debate. All right, you see, so what we, we're being disobedient because we're, we're going to find out here that we're responsible for living this. One of my favorite, now disobedient, now remember, it is a spirit. We're doing the 16 uh, deadly deeds, okay, and Satan, remember that? We're talking about what Satan can use to destroy us. Now, I want to talk about one thing that we all should be uh, concerned about that really bothers me uh, with the statistics of of marriage, okay? It, it, it's, we need to be, see, when, when you go to church sometimes and you talk to somebody up on the pulpit, people get upset because they think you're punishing them about what you say, okay? When you, especially when you want to talk about marriage because probably half of the people in the church have been married and divorced. And so they don't want you to talk about something like that, okay? I, I used to joke all the time, because, uh, you know, my life's an open book. <laughs> I used to joke all the time, you know. I, I stayed with a, gir a girl, I'd say it then, and she had two, uh, two kids, so I had two kids out of wedlock. But I didn't fail in marriage. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's true. It's me. That's what, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, no, I was out of line. I was, I was being disobedient, but I didn't know this. Okay? I know this now. And in knowing this now, I make better biblical decisions. I'm not just a listener and hearer, but I'm a doer of the word. So let's talk about this. And this is one of the favorite scriptures of mine. 
uh, uh, to help me to understand what I need to do with my life. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And here's, here's the powerful part. And lean not to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. Now, I'll tell you what I would do if I was, I don't care whether you take uh, all of these people up here, for you people saying they all took the shots, they made sure of this. I don't care if you do or not. If you pray, but you ought to pray about it. God may tell you no. I don't know. He's pretty smart. But I'm not going to do things in my way of thinking. The Bible says pray always. Pray without ceasing. You see, I'm going to say it again. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. It's kind of like this. You know, if I trust in my own understanding, then Gwen is wrong all the time. I'm definitely right. Now that sounds crazy, doesn't it? You see, or vice versa. So for, for, us, to, for us to make it to uh, 51 years, are we working on 51, 51 years? I'm just joking, I do it all the time. But uh, for, us to, for us to make it 51 years, we can't lean to our own understanding. Because there's some things that I don't understand. And so I have to pray to God to reveal to me how to handle those situations. You understand it? Even my physical health. Lean not to my own understanding. I can't do that, right? Jobs, careers, all of these things that we want to do and be successful at it, we don't want to lean to our own understanding because we can get in the wrong place. And Satan would like to place us in a place that we are not ready for. Okay? Y'all mean to understand that? And there are people that you are criticizing, they're doing the right thing for them. Y'all understand that? They're doing the right thing for them. The right thing for them may not be the right thing for you. Come on here with me, you see? So you need to be careful that you don't get over, remember my old saying, when you pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, they growing in yours. So you need to just be concerned about what's going on in your garden or household. So lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, meaning God, and he will direct your path. So here's the thing. I want to acknowledge God in all my ways, and he will direct my path. That's in everything. If, now, only say amen if you understand what I'm saying here. If I would have done this in my life, I'd have had more money now than I got now. Right? Because he can have, have tell, me, tell me what to do, what not to do, you see. And uh, the key to this is he would, acknowledge, he would have dragged my path in every aspect of my life. I would have been a better husband, been a better father. I'm, I'm a pretty good grandpa, so you know, see, I wouldn't get it until I got down to that age. Is everybody understanding me? In other words, I would have been a better Christian man. But see, so this will help you all to start, you young people in here, there's people in here can tell you what I'm saying, there's consequences for it when you don't do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are rules for us that belong. See, here's the problem. This is only for Christian people. This is, not for, this is only for, non, for believers, not non-believers. So I'm going to read that for you again so you'll get it. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, 
with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. Get out of self, get out of the human spirit, okay, excuse me, get out of the, the human part of you, get out men and women, and get into the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your inner spirit. Paul calls it the hidden spirit. That means your, your inner spirit. And let the Holy Spirit speak to your spirit and minister to your outer inner spirit and, and, and he will direct your path, you see. So here we go. Now listen to me very carefully. This is where we want to start. We don't want to be Adam. We want to be more of a newer type. We want to do the right thing for our family. You see, we don't want to get caught up too much, okay, in what's going on out there and our household fall apart. That's happened to me. Oh, kin people are doing, you know. No, no, that's none of your For me in my house, I will serve the Lord, Joshua says. Remember, the Lord is directing your path. Don't be out here trying to direct somebody else like a traffic cop. You see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I love, if I, if I didn't love, God, I, let me do it this way. The more deeper I got into the word and the Holy Spirit revealed to me about the spiritual part of life, I begin to love people in a different way. You see, and I've always said this to you all. I want someone, now don't y'all just say this, be saying this. One of these days, I want someone to come up to me and say, Pastor, uh, we, we've been dating a long time. We've been doing good. And I want a guy to come up to me first because he should be man enough to do it and say, and I'm just in love with her spirit. Yes, I just love her spirit. Because, see, that ain't going to change. Botox won't change the spirit. That thing going to fail one of these days. You can't, you can't shoot up enough. It's going to keep you looking young all the time. But I didn't marry her for the way she looked or the way she cooked. I married her because I loved her spirit. Are you all with me? Because, see, the Holy, listen to me, and the Holy Spirit will direct you into how to make that thing work. Or the Holy Spirit will tell you to get away from that for her own good because you ain't ready to be there or vice versa. You're not upset, right? Now listen to this all the way through, ladies. You have to listen to it all the way through because, see, men are pretty smart because it's mostly men in the pulpit. They don't read the last part, all right? You see, wives, submit yourself to your husbands as in the Lord. Right there turns women off in today's society. I ain't submitting myself to no, nobody. You see? Now you got to remember this. It says, wives, submit your... Submit to your own husband, as in the Lord. I forgot the own in there. Submit to your own husband, as in the Lord. <laughs> it's, 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 and so, folks, folks don't want, folks don't want, yeah. You all just went crash, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> you see? And so, and you know, that's a problem. Because, see, if a good we need to just stop right there, right, men? Wouldn't it be good if it stopped right there? Go ahead and say amen. I said, if it stopped right there, all right. But what it says is, 
Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Wow, what woman wouldn't want a man like that? That's two people coming together, come on here, allowing the Holy Spirit to cause them to be obedient. She's submitting to a God that would love her enough he, he would die for her. That's what it says. Like, like Christ, Christ gave himself for the church. Isn't that right? He died for the, for the church. He gave himself for the church. Now, doesn't that feel better? Now, if I start all over, ladies, you'll say amen, okay? Now that you got the good information, all right, let me do it again. Wives, submit, your, submit to your own husbands as in, as in to the Lord. Amen. Yeah, because you know why you can say that? Because you know what's coming up here next now. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for that. Who, wouldn't you love? Well, let me say that. Because most of you probably got a man like that, I'm hoping. Wouldn't, you can't help but love a man that will love himself, okay, as Christ loved the church. You see, a man you wouldn't, you can submit to a man like that. You see, but here, I don't have it here, but if you go earlier up here, it says, learn to submit to one another. So the Bible is telling us, you already, as Christian people, we've learned to submit to one another. So we already have practice. Does that make sense? Let me put it this way. What do you mean, Pastor, like submit? Okay, uh, we got a good praise team, right? They work hard, right? Amen to that? But uh, guess who is their leader? All right, so they're submitting to who? That's what it means. Once we learn that God has put people in our lives, in certain areas of our lives, that we submit to. So we understand that. Are we, are we getting it right? And so, because we want this right, people, it is time for us as, as Christians to get it right. It is time for us as Christians to get it right. Now, you know uh, this virus, I call it virus plague, it's going to pass. You know that, like everything else happens. And guess what happens? A few years, something else come up. You see? But what should not change is your relationship. Your relationship should not change, period. All right? If you are obedient to God and not disobedient to God, your relationship won't change no matter what happens. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this is what we're trying to do in here. Now, let's, not, not only uh, husbands and wives, we'll see in here, it's even friends. There are certain people that you need in your life. God puts people in your life, you know, and, and he puts them to help. And then sometimes you need to go to somebody that knows more than you know and just submit to their wisdom. <laughs> Does that make sense? Submit to their knowledge, you, you see. Now, me, now most men won't go to the doctor. I'll call him. Something feels funny, uh, Doc, I'm going to submit, come on here, I'm going to submit to his wisdom. I'm going to submit to his knowledge. I ain't talking about the virus, I'm talking about all different type things, okay? And guess who else sometimes in my life? As wise as I think I am, I have learned that my wife knows some things that I have no clue. And I submit to that. Are you with me? And so that's, that's, that's what we're trying to get it to here. We don't want anybody to fail at anything in here. We don't want anybody to fail at nothing in here. And so we got that five, remember that, Ephesians 5, 
uh, 22 and 25. You can go home and read that and read it all the way through. Don't just stop, man, wives, submit to your own husbands. Don't stop there. Read the whole thing. Man, I could give a great sermon right there and just stop. No, but this, you got to read the whole thing. And then be obedient to it. Be obedient to it. Listen to me. When you're talking to your children and uh, your daughters and sons and nieces and nephews, uh, grandchildren, you need to use this scripture. When they come up to you and say, I want to get married, I want to do this, pull this out. Can you do this? Are you ready for this? Both parties. We would have very few people in a counseling session if people would get this up front. Right? All right, and then we go to, now we're breaking the, we're trying to, see, Satan hates family. He hates family, you know, and that's why he tried to destroy family. If there's one thing he comes to destroy, is family. He hates family. Remember that. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And the one thing that he likes to kill and steal and destroy is family. Do y'all understand that? And, and, and every, probably everybody in here has had some issues with somebody in their family. You see, there's always gonna be a knucklehead in the family. Now, I don't care what family it is, there's always gonna be a knucklehead. You just might as well just understand that up front. You see, if there's more than one person, there's a knucklehead. <laughs> right, right? And you might as well just look at that. And people are afraid of that because they get nervous talking about family. No, your sister is a knucklehead. Your brother is a knucklehead. You're going to have one of them. But what you, you see, so understand that, okay? Y'all with me? You see? And it, 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 gets, it really gets to me when we talk about it like we want everything to be all right all the time. That ain't, that ain't even possible. That is not possible. And so here we go. Let's go to these other folks in the household. We didn't got the husband and the wives. And y'all really want me to move on from that. You ought to see folks' eyes looking like, Sister Evelyn, they looking like, pass on, pass on, pass on, pass on, pass on. Yeah, all right, so we, we got that. We're no Adams in here, right? We ain't gonna be out uh, debating stuff and allowing our wives to be by herself where Satan can come and attack her. Now listen to me, God was probably upset. Did he call Eve? Who did he call? Who was supposed to be in charge? Who got lost? He's out blind. So we don't want no Adams up in here, right? We more than Noah types in here. We want to save us and our families. And some of us are very good at it. Some of you I know, I had to smile, I'm gonna look at the ceiling. You are very good at it because you know every crossroad that you should not cross. Sometimes the smartest person in the room is the one that's done it all wrong. And they can teach you how not to do it wrong, you see? Uh, and so a lot of times, young people, especially children, children obey your parents in the Lord. Children obey your parents in the Lord. That is tough. This is right. Honor your father and your mother is the first commandment with promise. Now here it goes. It's the first commandment with promise. The graveyard and people being incarcerated is full of disobedient children. That's just fact. 
Just that's a fact. Because there are some good parents that kids went south. Does that make sense? But the Bible, wait a minute, and see, and, and I know you, especially the mothers, they, they, they crying over their kid and this and that. That kid is getting in trouble because it is the first commandment with promise. That thy days may be long on the face. Yes, it's up there. So here, here we go. Fathers do, but then it also tells us, and I'm gonna do it again, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And the promise is that thy days may be longer upon the face of this earth. He promises you that. I remember years ago, Reverend Williams at St. Stephen's, uh, one of his church members' son had got shot and killed. He was a street guy. This has been years ago. And he, was, he was just boom type guy. And he got up and said, we ain't gonna play around with this today. This kid is dead because he was disobedient to his parents. Now that's tough for, for a pastor to do, but he was one of those type that didn't, he was going to go by the gospel and he didn't care whose feelings it hurt. So our, we need, our children need to know that, that, is, that, that hey, God has promised. Parents need to know that. Some children are going to get it because when they disobey you and you write in the Lord, there's a promise. All right, and then it gets on us men again. Fathers, do not provoke your children to, the, to wrath. Don't make your kids angry. All right, bring them up and train them. Yes, how to live, how to respect, how to honor. Yes, you, the Lord, and you. That's your job. No, that's your job. You see, you, we are to, it, it, it amazes me, and you know how long they're children? Say how long, Pastor? Forever. You see, I'll make it easy to you. Say, make it a little bit easier for me, Pastor. They're a child as long as they're in your house. You see, I don't care if you, if you, if you come to my house, my kids are all gone doing well, but I wouldn't care if they're 40. If you come to my house, you, now you're a child again. You see what I'm saying? Oh yes, I'm telling you that. So I believe, but I believe in the scripture where it says raise a child and the way a child should go, and he will return in many days. But I like that go. <laughs> you know that part? You see? Yeah, okay. You understand what I'm saying? So what we got to do is, what, let's, let's do it again. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. Who's supposed to teach him to do that? But it says, honor your father and your mother in the Lord. And so what happens is, listen to me very careful. People will turn this around, and this is where people get molested. It says, in the Lord. That's what King James does. In the Lord. In the Lord. That means saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. Parents. Just not any kind of parent. Because, you know, there's some, a bunch of folks that's got, come on here, y'all. This, that are, that are, ma, are mamas and daddies, but they ain't parents. Agree? All right. And so, but here's the thing that men, we have to be careful of. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Don't, don't, don't get your children all upset into anger. Sometimes it's not time to chastise. It's time to teach. Let me tell you something. 
Every moment you get, parents, should be a teaching moment for your children. It's a teaching moment, okay? Are you good with that? But it says, but train them up. Train them. Train them. You see? And you hear me talk all the time. Trust your training. Well, I can't, if I would tell them this to some young people, they say, trust your training, they'd tell me, well, Pastor, I ain't had no training. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that hasn't had any training. They don't have anything to trust into. Guess what? And some of their parents go to church. But the hearers of the word, but they're not what? Doers of the word. Y'all with me? We gonna be better? Take our responsibilities. Yeah. When we're disobedient, it causes the whole household to fall apart. If your children don't have anything to fall back on, that's your fault. You see, I remember, you, know, you all know, that, know me, I coached with the Kansas City Blazers for over 25 years. I remember this one kid was getting out the car and he was hollering at his mother, you know? Yeah, he was making, yeah, I'm like, come here, boy. Don't you talk to your mother like that or you won't be coming out here on this track. And he was, I'm sorry, coach. I'm sorry, coach. And guess what his mother said? I w- and she had a husband. I wish I could take you home with me. Are you kidding me? But I can tell your kids to go out and run seven or eight miles. He's a distance runner. And you can't tell him to take the trash out? You see? Who's that on? Thank you. And so, I'm trying to get us at Christ Temple North to have a better family. It will not start until it starts at the head. We started with Adam, didn't we? Cut off the head, the body will die. Right? I'm not very popular because I dislike men that are weak, that don't stand for nothing, that don't have any pride about themselves bothers me then call yourself a man call yourself a male because we want to get it right and then it tells us we have to be careful of this one this one here listen tell me we have to teach our children this we have to do it ourselves do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers once you become a believer you can't run around with non-believers. Now, I'm going back to up front. Your life is never going to be, non-believers don't have anything to do with this up here. They're not under this. Right? So, you, it's, maybe somebody's getting ready to get married or you talk to somebody. It's the first thing you need to tell them. You're sitting down, or some of you, a lot of single people in here. You're sitting down and, and you're going to dinner and you want to ask, the first thing you need to ask, are you a believer? Now, I'm just joking when I say this. If they say no, you might want to say, well, I'll see you later. But I'd go on and have dinner and say, well, I'll give you a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it says, what, for what fellowship is righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion is, 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 is light and darkness? See, 
there are some ladies, there are some cute guys, but that's all they are. I'll say it again. I'm not, these people ain't hear me. Maybe I'll get an amen over here. There are some cute guys. There's some cute guys. But they're unleakly yoked for you. Right? There's some, what are some fine women? But they're unequally yoked with you. Yeah, you see? It's cute, it's going to go away anyway. You know, I was looking the other day, you know, I was looking through some of the uh, older pictures of me when I was buffed. It's a sad thing now. I'm just, it's, it's, wow. Wow. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's going to take the Holy Ghost to make 52. <laughs> so we know that. I done lost my part here now. <laughs> We know that things are going to change. <laughs> but back to what we're saying. Darkness and light can't be in the same household. You can't communicate. That's even in friendship. You got to watch out who you're hanging with. And you better learn it young. It'll save you. Okay? Beware, you know, and then he talks about beware of anybody that, and uh, Revelations tells us to beware of anybody that's, that puts stuff in, this, in the Word of God that's not in the Word of God. I'll just talk about that one. He says, because you can fool around and allow somebody to get you caught up into what they're saying and you can lose your eternal life. Yeah. Amen. So we have to be careful with that. Oh, yeah. uh, am I doing all right? And so, so, you know, it's, a, it's like this book. It says, in this book, it's what it says in Revelation. You can read it when you get home, 22, Revelation 22 and 18, 19. It says, be careful because you can fix it. They can fix it. And if you're not careful, you'll believe it and cause you to lose your way because Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. He doesn't want you. See, he doesn't want you to be together. Y'all do know that, right? Amen. He does not want you to be together. He wants to destroy your households. He wants to, yes, he does. He wants you to destroy your marriages. He wants to destroy your children. Yes, he wants, he, doesn't, he gets excited when your children are shot down and killed in the street. How many good children? You see, before this, we focused on this virus, okay? We need to look of how many people get murdered and shot in this country. Before they even we even thought about it. Because of, they didn't have the structure. They didn't, have, they didn't have the structure. Okay? We need to get back now, get past all that, and get back in taking care of the household. It's enough of that now. We know some folks want to, got, want to do this, some folks, want, I'm, pa I'm past all that now. I get asked a lot of questions. Guess what you all did? You all just got through thinking, oh, he's talking about 
the shots, and the mask. I get asked a lot of questions, nothing to do with that, about physical fitness. Yes, I get more calls about physical fitness, working out, than I do all this other stuff. And I'm happy about it. Because I don't know enough about all that other. But I know about what I know about. You see? You see? So I go with what I know. If I don't know about it, so you need to ask them. Are you all right with me? All right, so we're not gonna add anything to this or take anything from it because we don't wanna be removed. Now, but you gotta be obedient. Satan wants you to be disobedient. He hates it when your families are good. He hates it when you love each other. He hates that. So he wants to get the spirit of disobedient. The spirit of disobedient is when you listen to the word or you read the word, but you don't do it. Hear it, I got it. This here solves everybody's problem. I couldn't believe that, you know, America will find somebody to hate, right? It's the Asians now, right? And so I'm, I'm like, what happened? You know? And I was talking to Sister Gwen, I, I look at a lot of Christian stations and they still hating Jews. <laughs> what has Jews ever done to? I wouldn't even know unless they told me there was a Jew, right? You know what I'm saying? But Americans will find some, somebody to hate. How can one thing cause you to hate another person? A Democrat hating a Republican. Is it that deep? They're both sides of the line. You, you see what I'm saying? And you're gonna fall out over somebody over that? That's about the craziest thing. So you, 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 you pray about, deal what you wanna deal with and go about your business. Because there, I'm gonna tell you something, and this is me. Ain't nothing changed in my house, nothing changed in my house with no president. Nothing has changed in my house with no president. I've been mad at them and upset because I'm watching something and they come in and wanna make a speech. Y'all know that when they come in and you're getting ready to watch something and the president's going to make a speech. Wait a minute. And you want him to get through and then they, you know, because it's on that channel, right? And then these people come on and think we idiots. They bring four or five folks to tell us what those folks just said. Now that upsets me, right? Because for me in my house, the Holy Spirit guides me in all my ways. Yeah, I don't really need one of them to tell me how to run my household because this tells me to run how to run my household. And if I'm obedient to the word of God, my household is going to be successful. Period. Right? So here we go. Last one. I got it. I, I, I wanted to find something that would affect us all. In my neighborhood, Across the street, there's, it's like across the street, Jehovah Witness, okay? Then it's us, the Christian folks. And then, the, then the next one behind me, they are Muslims, right? And then the one across the street from them are Buddhists. And we just have a good time. Everybody waves at everybody and just goes on and just, you see? You see, what amazes me is the people that are like Buddhists, you know, they open their windows. They have no furniture at all. They just have the altar in there, in the room, you see? 
But that's the way, they, you know, that's, that's what they do. You see? And like on any holiday, uh, across the street, I live in Carriage Crossings. Carriage Hills is Cross Street. You okay? In Carriage Hills, they put flags out. But the Jehovah Witnesses won't let them put any flags out for any holdout, for, for any holiday. Because I guess they don't believe in holidays. Well, who does that bother? Shouldn't. I could care less. I got my American flag out. You see? But so folks would want to debate and say, well, they, no, that's what they feel. There's a scripture that says, what? Let every man be persuaded by his own mind. You see? So here we go. I'm going to teach you all something here, and then I'll be done. They were asking Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? He simply said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That sounds, that's good. And I can deal with that. I love God. I can deal with that. He says, this is the first and great commandment. And then he throws the second one in there. And the second one is like, love your neighbor as yourself. He said, love your Jewish neighbor, your Muslim neighbor, right? Your African-American, black, whatever you want to be called neighbor, your Caucasian neighbor, neighbor, your Hispanic neighbor, as you love yourself. In other words, my mother used to say, respect other people like you respect yourself. You see, let me tell you why most people will never be as wise as y'all's pastor. I don't like talking to people who know what I know. That's an empty conversation. I love listening to people who have a different idea than me. Because guess what? They can tell me why. And then the Holy Spirit reveals to me, oh, that makes sense to them. It makes sense to them. You see? And now it makes sense to me that it makes sense to them. Holy Spirit revealed to me. And I said, okay, I can understand that because that's where they're at. Here we go again. Love, you should love your neighbor as yourself. Shouldn't have any problem with loving your neighbor as yourself. That, are we Americans? That means we're neighbors. No? Right. We shouldn't have any problem with anybody. You see? That means lo love your Democratic buddies as yourself. Love your Republican as yourself. And what's the other one? Whatever it is. Independent. Love them as you love yourself. Why would we allow silly stuff like that to cause us, right, to not love somebody? Do you know what? I guarantee you there are people in their life that has lost the best friend that they had because, they, because of their nationality. I guarantee it's happened. God wanted to put them in you know, our life, or that person's life, but they don't like them people. That's what they say. They don't like them kind of people, whatever that means. They lost the best friend they could possibly have. You see what I'm saying? The best friend, my best friend, a few years ago, you know Bill Allen and I, 66, best friends of 64 years until he passed away. Down in a country town, Lacey in Kansas. He's a white guy, I'm a black kid. White black kid. I remember vaguely 
we went into the drugstore, that's what they called them then. And we'd all been playing uh, softball, little kids, girls, and we got, to, got some ice cream. And uh, I got, uh, everybody got the ice cream, but Bill and I had to go out, because you couldn't go in. We were called colored then. You couldn't go in. Did Bill stay with his, the whites, or did he leave with me? He left with me. And I'm gonna tell you something. I didn't know this until it, uh, Joyce Arnold told me uh, a few months ago that some of them still bothered them that they stayed in there and didn't walk out. It was a third grade. You see? Kids don't know unless you train them hate. Kids don't know unless you train them prejudice. See, let's get back into loving one another. Huh? Let's get back into loving one another. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. Brother Christian Bobswell graduated from North Kansas City High School going to Northwest Missouri in Maryville. Yes. There you go. It's a good young man right there. It's a good young man right there. Yes. And he is raised right. His parents have given him the tools. The only way he can possibly fail is to be disobedient. All right? Isaac's on their way up. How about that message? Is that all right? And I'm going to end with one of my favorite things is, have a friend, somebody in your life that doesn't look like you. Amen? All right. Excuse me, this, this mask thing drives me crazy. Excuse me. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. Well, that sermon just touched our spirits. And one of the scriptures that was uh, expounded and spoken by God Himself, most of you know it, is Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate day and night that thou mayest be prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So in our daily life, being obedient, we come upon disobedience and sometimes it's right in the household. And we have What's known that comes along with that disobedience, it's known as strife. And strife is a killer of relationships right inside of the household because it's so subtle and it happens almost on a daily basis in families. Okay? So what we need to do is just meditate that word and get it on the inside of us, okay? And then we'll be saints equipped 
with the weapons. And that weapon that God has profoundly given us is called faith. And when these stripes that come into your life upset the couples, the children, the husbands and wives, you can hold on to your faith, which is the word of God, and swing that sword. That sword is your word. And just jam that sword right into the enemy. That is your resistance, and the devil will flee. Your household will experience that peace that passes all understanding that comes with that. And this is God's design. That's his revelation to you this day in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your holy word, Lord God, has gone forth. We thank you, Lord God, for that anointing that you have on pastor's word today. Let us take it home, Lord God. And just meditate on it, Lord God. That holy word, those scriptures, Lord God, in Jesus' name, make it a part of our lives. I thank you, Father God, that in this congregation, Father God, the prophets and the prophetess and the workers, Lord God, that are ministering, Lord God, are rising up in Jesus' name as they feed upon your word, Father God, that you will extend to them, Lord God, that faith in their spirits, Lord God, in Jesus' name. They'll have an unction, Lord God, from your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and be ready, Father God, for any battles that come from the spirit of negativity. Father God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory to see this demonstration of your Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.